Okay, uh, first good evening. Uh, well, I will uh, present part of my research on adaptation to climate change in the Mexican Caribbean. And, uh, well, it's very interesting because two of the main drivers of future are uh, on the one side uh, climate change, uh, but also at the socioeconomic level, tourism is a major driver of change at the local level. So here we will see what's happening in uh, the most important tourist uh, uh, region in Mexico, which is the Mexican Caribbean, and in particular in one uh, community, which is Tulum. Um, so I will try first to explain why the use of the scenarios is very important in this particular community. Uh, I will provide you with the methodological approach that I use give you some findings more than about the results, more in terms about the methodology that I use. Uh, um, and then I will provide you some final remarks about the use of scenarios. <coughs> First, the, to contextualize why it's important to use uh, future scenarios for this particular region is, uh, is because First, we have already robust information on, on the potential climate change impacts for this region of Mexico, uh, as I will show you in, in a second. Then there is a, a very important spatial component on the expansion of the tourism sector, um, which I will come also in the, in the next slides. Uh, there is a very rapid pace of coastal urbanization uh, that is coming out with exponential uh, growth of population in that region of Mexico. And therefore, the use of scenarios to assess socioeconomic changes, the dynamics in socioeconomic changes, is very important to see what are first the opportunities or the options to adapt that community to climate change, what priorities they can have in the next 20 years and also what types of barriers they can confront based on the experience of tourism development in that region. Uh, so this is just a contextualization on, on climate change for Mexico in Mexico. In Mexico there is a robust framework on climate change information. Uh, with, it's related to national communications provided to the UNFCC, to the uh, uh, UN, uh, that has uh, compile scientific information uh, on climate change impacts um, and that has been transformed into a national climate change strategy and a special climate change program uh, to have uh, a work on action on adapting communities and sectors to climate change and that has come into even into further down into the state level um, but so far we don't have uh, action plans on adaptation at the local level, which was what I was exploring with these scenarios. And also at the global level, well, you, you are familiar with the IPCC or the STEM report, we have robust information on potential impacts on climate change. Uh, and this region in particular has, is already experiencing some impacts of climate change, uh, even if there is a lot of uncertainty on certain information on climate change, uh, what we have seen in, in the recent years is that uh, hurricanes uh, in this part of the world are getting uh, more intense. And uh, there has been already important impacts that the, the communities have experienced in the last few years. So that's very important to understand the use of the scenarios because the stakeholders have certain insight of the potential impacts that can come with climate change. 
some trends. Uh, well, population is very rapidly growing, and that's very tied to the tourism sector. From here, from one side, you have the population growth, and then uh, the growth of, of hotel rooms in the region. So that is also something that will have some impact in terms of where the tourism sector is expanding. So this region actually was a central plan, uh, um, was developed as a central plan project. The federal government built, created Cancun, which maybe you are familiar with, but that created a, a, an exponential population growth and urbanization growth. And at some point, the tourism industry was saturated in this region and started moving to expanding to the Mexican Caribbean, to what is called the Riviera Maya. Uh, where, and at some point, the Riviera Maya already surpassed in terms of hotel infrastructure Cancun, uh, just very recently, actually. Uh, so that's what happened in the last in eight years in Playa del Carmen, which is one of the cities which have absorbed most of the of the tourism infrastructure. It almost doubled size in terms of urban expansion and in terms of population. Uh, so there are two main models of, of tourism development in this area of Mexico. One is a massive tourism development that you can see in one of the photographs in Cancun. And then the other is a less dense uh, uh, population of, of tourism, of hotel rooms, uh, more in to, towards ecotourism and luxurious tourism. And, and what is very important is that the expansion of the tourism tourism industry is now, in this present moment, moving into the area of Tulum, which is the area where I focus my research on what will happen in the next 20 years. Uh, one, two key issues is that a new airport, international airport, will be developed, or will start being developed in the year 2012, and the national strategy on tourism in Mexico wants to move from the 10 most visited country to the fifth, to the top five countries most visited in the world by the year 2018, which means that this region will, it's in the plan of the governments to develop. So in terms of my methodological approach, uh, I had three phases. Uh, the first phase uh, was mapping stakeholders as drivers of change. I will go again into that part, and then doing the scenario planning, and finally having a deliberative workshop where we discuss adaptation to climate change. Um, yes, uh, first I had six months of field work to try to understand uh, what was happening in, on the field, uh, the main drivers in the region, uh, and that was through having in-depth interviews, uh, informal conversations, um, I was a passive observant of uh, land use regional meetings uh, and I collected secondary data uh, which from one side provided me enough material to map stakeholders uh, at the local level who were the primary uh, stakeholders like the people who could be affected by decisions on adaptation or that would be involved in decisions on adaptation to the external stakeholders. And then also to, to see like what would be the main drivers of change in this region. And for sure, from one side is how the tourism industry uh, 
um, kind of the strategic design of the tourism industry in that region, but also like how much population will the, the, that locality take, uh, how will be the organization process be, and what will be the impact into the environment. And that is very related with governance process. So in phase two, I went back, I came to Oxford uh, to analyze my data, and then one year later, I went back to, to the community where I already knew the stakeholders, and, uh, and then I, I built the scenarios. I built two scenarios, uh, having 20 semi-structured interviews, again, informal conversations. I triangulate those two uh, methods. And then uh, I draft two storylines uh, for that community for the, for, for the present to the year 2030. And then I use two sessions of focus groups with the stakeholders to see if the, the, the storylines were credible. And after I had the, the two storylines, uh, then I, I sent these storylines with the methods and an introduction on climate change impacts to the stakeholders that were invited to have the deliberative workshop. And uh, well, that was one day workshop uh, where I had a very good uh, representation of the actors. That was a key uh, issue. And where we presented from, first we introduced with presentations the methodology of the workshop, uh, some of the most relevant climate change impacts for the region, and then uh, the storylines. And then what we did is we divide the stakeholders that were around 30 persons, we divided in two groups to discuss, each one had to discuss one scenario. And then we, like after four hours of discussions, we came together and we discussed, discussed the results of each of the groups. I mean, what they had to do is, by using the storylines, they had to come uh, to think about options, priorities, and barriers for adaptation to climate change in their community. First, for a period of 2010 to 2015, 2020, and then 2030. And uh, then we got these results. I analyzed the results. I sent them a, a draft document summarizing the results. And uh, I give them some time so that they could analyze those results and they send me their feedback. And then we had a, a, a document where we said like these were the results of the workshop. And some of the key findings uh, were that it's very important to have the right participation of people and that takes a lot of time. Uh, I was very lucky because I had key partners to support my, my, my research which was the local authorities, the local government support my research. I have the Ministry of Environment through the National Institute of Ecology supporting me, and at the regional level, UNDP also got interested in my research and supported me in, in the process of, of doing my research. Some key challenges, it's very hard to facilitate the discussions. You have to have certain skills to do that. Uh, also, time management is very important. You can. If you have just one day and you, have, you need to get certain results, you have to be very good in terms of managing your time, but also the time of the, of the discussions. Uh, and also, uh, well, as a PhD student, you have certain restraints in terms of, of finance and, and logistics on how to arrange by yourself everything, although I got a lot of support from, from the local authorities. 
Uh, so in conclusions, uh, it's, it's a very good alternative to assess local adaptation in a very dynamic uh, socio-economic context. Uh, and here in terms of, of like the theoretical background is I pass from my first phase of, of being a researcher on the field from a participant observer uh, to a, a, an action-oriented research. Um, which is allowed in terms of, of the theories that I'm using, like political equality. Uh, but, well, that's an issue in terms of the philosophy of your research. And then, just to conclude, I mean, in this case, I think it helped a lot the methodology to, to, to assess adaptation options. But uh, you, you would need a lot of more case studies to come out with, uh, with some recommendations in terms of the methodological framework that could be helpful to assess uh, local adaptation using future scenarios. Uh, I mean, for sure there are many things to improve. It was uh, one attempt that I did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think there is a need for further research. And well, that's, that's it. I conclude with that. Thank you.